Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Hello, everyone. It is Jamie Jo Wright here at Mad Lit Musings. And today I have with me author Nova McBee, who writes some amazing young adult fiction that is riveting, action-packed, and super, super good because I've read it and you need to read it. And that's why she's here. So hi, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hi, thank you for that lovely introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you have three books out right now and they are all, you know, contingent on one another. We need to make that very clear to begin with. The first book is Calculated. (laughs) And then we have Simulated. And then we have Act activated yes okay i got it right calculated simulated and activated and a book for in process yes that's right uh really happy to be here thank you for all the listeners jamie and i were pre-talking about how i've gotten several messages that people are reading the series backwards (laughs) (laughs) please look online at the order and um which i'm sure they would be fun but not really truly make that huge impact that we're looking for so yeah starts with calculated dives into simulated and activated and then book four liberated mm-hmm. will be out later this year i love it i love it so tell us just a little bit like i mean it's an overarching story we've got a girl who goes by many names for various reasons and um yeah do you just tell us a little bit about it okay yes oh my gosh the (laughs) the many names thing is really funny that you bring up because I realized because I was bouncing through different movies that I love and I realized that they all have like the super common theme of people undercover not knowing or hiding who they truly are and then coming into who they truly are Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my gosh like apparently I have a thing. I have a thing. I have a theme that I love. And these are the movies that I love. Like everyone's undercover and they they come into who they are, which is truly one of my favorite uh, themes is identity, identity and purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Calculated comes into those full steam ahead. It's like, who are you and what, what purpose do you have? Like, and then it it takes that one step further because Joe Rivers is a math prodigy. She can do things that no one else can do with math and therefore mm-hmm. bad guys want her. Right. Right. And uh, therefore she is taken wrongly away very much like the Count of Monte Cristo, just mm-hmm. betrayed, wrongly betrayed and taken. And she is f- built into a new person through a mentor. She's built in like, what, it, who are you? Why do you have this gift? What was your purpose? All that stuff. And that comes out with a bunch of choices, right? Mm-hmm. After she comes out and escapes. There's, you know, crisis going on. There's revenge of her captors and the people who wronged her, of her family. There's the off-limits boy. There's the romance. There's there's like all of these choices that she has to make. And it's all dependent on, you know, who she is and mm-hmm. what she knows, why she knows she has this gift. And is she going to use this gift for good or evil? And and how is it going to, how is it going to turn out, right? So I usually pitch it as, um, the Count of Monte Cristo meets a Mission Impossible type story. Definitely oh, that's do. totally accurate. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. I like that. That's very accurate. I mean, it's very high stakes, very high action, but coupled with a lot of depth mm-hmm. um, where people are like, why is this like, why is my heart pounding? But yet I'm contemplating the meaning of life. And who <laughs> I am. Right? 
And I'm like, that is what I want you to do. And that's really progressed with each book. Like each book, people keep saying, wow, this is getting better and better and better, like deeper, more beautiful, more heart pounding, more. And I'm just like, yes, that's, that's mm-hmm. really the goal of an author is like, we want our books to get better and better. And we, we want them to carry these characters in their heart where they're like, they're, you know, I get messages like, I'm laughing and then I'm crying and then I'm screaming at the characters because they feel so real. And I, they're, they're my friends, you know, that's, that's really fun. Um, Yeah. So just, gosh, what else is in the books? Just conflicted mafia, bitter billionaires, lots of transformation, redemption, revenge, like espionage, undercover spies, like love triangles starting in book two. Lots of people love that. Then they're like hating me by the end of book two and screaming at me at who should be you know yeah and even the movie producers they had their choices they were very they had their teams and and very fun because y'all everyone I I like to know everybody's team and then book three and now everyone's patiently waiting for book four book four all right and you, you you mentioned two movie producers so that's the big cue that not only is this a book series but this is getting turned into like a legit full on franchise franchise like hello hello that word when they threw that word at me I was just like um what <laughs> what? uh franchise yes uh I will not say no to that right. um right. amazing you know when these film producers read calculated they were like this is this is franchise material mm-hmm. because Joe River you've created a character that people are wanting they'll want to follow yeah. Because the way she sees the world is so unique and powerful. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see it through her eyes and we get to learn with her. And it's, and then the advent, they, they were like, the adventure is so thrilling, but yet it's coupled with that depth, which in their minds, they're like, no story is long lasting unless you have these two com- comp- components. Right, right. So the action and the characters are mm-hmm. unique, good, but the depth has to, there has to be depth to a story for it to mm-hmm. be long lasting. And they just said, you've done it so well. We want to take this, these, these four books and turn it into a franchise. And I just, you know, you're kind of like at that moment of mind blown, but right. then because Hollywood is also so slow. <laughs> the mind- <laughs> it turns into real life again. You right. Know, you, right. You have to see all the little steps that go into making these huge productions. Yeah. And- it goes to publishing. It's like you you can't wait to be an author, but then oh my word, it's glacially slow and it mm-hmm. takes like oh, so long to get an agent, so long to get a deal that you really it it, be, it becomes normal and the you're yeah. part of the industry. And so that's kind of what's happening with me right now. I have to be patient. I'm mm-hmm. like excited and celebrating every small step and every small victory along the way because there are so many. Yeah. And yet there's so many steps to go. Right. So you haven't actually picked out your red carpet dress for premiere night yet. <laughs> That's a ways down on the to-do list yet. <laughs> I should definitely be thinking about that because shopping is not my forte. And so I, like, I actually should think in advance. I might need two years for that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love it. I love it. So are they making four movies then? One for each book? They are. They, oh my God. Why they're taking their time because okay. they're really in pre-development stages for all four. Wow. Yeah, they're doing an amazing, they want to do it back to back. They want to get all the scripts written. Mm-hmm. The first one's already written. It's going through a revision. So for, for listeners, you already know this, Jamie, but yeah. for listeners, 
Um, we have the same screenwriter as the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the first one. Her name is mm -hmm. Anne Peacock. And she is a, she's already adapted it for film. It's just going through that revision polish. In Hollywood, they say polish. And polish. So they do the Well, I mean, they have revision too, but it's going right. and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, so they want all four screenplays to be written. Awesome. They want to have all that pre-development um, all the distribution, all of the investors in place, like all of the stuff that it takes. It's, it's been a fun process. They've really invited me into a lot of the behind the scenes things and they're working, they're all working around the clock and they're all, yeah. and thankfully they all love the stories and the characters. And they're just like, it's worth all the work because the world is going to love these stories. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so they did set a very far away um, release date so that they could not rush anything actually right. they're like, you don't want to rush this rushing makes mistakes which is man that's like that's like biblical right there right well totally <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like we're not going to rush this we're you know we want to do it well we want to do it right we're going to take our time make sure these scripts are top par you know mm -hmm. like we want to make sure that we have all the steps in place so that we want it they're planning a global theatrical release they're going to do the the pre-release at the at the film festivals get those reviews in and, and all the, all the things. So they're yeah. just they're trying to set it all up and I'm, I'm really proud of them. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know, you mentioned too, that they'd kind of invited, well, I shouldn't say kind of, they have invited you into the process and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times writers are kind of on the outskirts. It's like, Hey, we like your book. Thanks. And we're going to run with it. And you're kind of going, that's ah, my baby, but you're actually involved. Yeah, they made a point of making me involved. They actually put um uh they actually put like a little clause in my contract saying, you know, we would love to have you be a consultant on the mm -hmm. script because we want we we love the books. And so they they're like we would love to have you involved and that was really really awesome. Um I, I it, it does happen with other authors. There's a lot of authors that are invited in. Okay. Some I heard are they actually refuse because they can't handle like they just can't handle it. Like they don't, they're just like, yeah. you do it. And <laughs> they don't want to be involved because they just, yeah. they know they're, they're um, maybe what they imagined isn't going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, you know, I'd say, I'd say things are really changing. I'd say that this generation, you know, you kind of look on the trends on TikTok and everyone's mm -hmm. like, they better not mess up the movie because they've, that has been that's happened so many times. Yeah. And so everyone's like, we're done with that. And I think, I think, you know, Hollywood is changing in a sense. We're like, actually, we do want the creator of the project on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, J.K. Rowling, you got to be um, extremely involved in every aspect, mm -hmm. you know, and I know she's huge, but I don't think it matters. I think the creator should be part of their own project. Right. right. They have the answers, you yeah. know? And so, um, you know, J.K. Rowling got to like, the screenwriter emailed her all the time and that's the, awesome. even for cast they were like who looks and sounds like your characters and I think that's really awesome I really mm -hmm. hope that Hollywood changes their ways to do more of that like yeah so yeah no I think that would be great my son he's 11 and he uh we introduced him to the Harry Potter you know franchise right mm -hmm. and he's not a big reader so I'm like well you gotta at least watch the movies dude and so we're watching the, you know, the movies and I said, so you have to understand like what you're seeing is actually pretty authentic to what goes on the books. It's just missing like 80% of what goes on the books because the books are so much thicker. And he's like, yeah. well, why do they cut it out? And I'm like, 
because the movie would be nine hours long and way over budget. And so he got the first book, right? He's reading it. He kept coming out with, mom, this scene wasn't in the movie. Mom, this scene wasn't in the movie. Mom, this scene wasn't. So it's just kind of like this extended version in book form. It was great. And and that's so hard because again, you know, calculate the calculated books are like 400 pages. Right. So you can't do, uh, again, that would be like a four to five hour movie, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so how, which do I'm you- personally okay with. So, I mean, <laughs> and producers were too, they're like, you know, there was talk, there was a lot of talk as we were talking to different directors and screenwriters and all that kind of stuff. They're like, you know, why don't you just do um, a series? Why don't you do it into um, what is it called? Like a, a season, yeah. like yeah. a season yeah. with episodes, episodic with episodes. And we did, we did consider that because we we're like, you know what, it would be, it would be so phenomenal because book one also has the timelines, right? Right. It's such a cool season build up. Yeah. You wouldn't have to eliminate anything. But then we, when we ended up meeting with um, Anne Peacock, the, the uh, screen, screenwriter for Narnia, and she's like, no, this, this book is an experience that's meant to blow you away. You need to walk away changed. She's like, that's what the book does. And she's like, and if you draw it out on seasons, you're not going to get that bomb mm. of your heart. And she's like, I want people to go in there and walk out of that theater completely blown away. And I, we were like, whoa, yes. <laughs> we were like, yes, because she's like, there's so much richness um, that she wanted it to be like, mm-hmm. she described it like a bomb, you know, just yeah. explosion in our hearts and, and walk away changed you know in this from this experience and that really resonated with us and my producers are so funny because you know it's not easy to make a movie it's not easy to make a series but they're like oh we'll just do the series after the movie and I'm like okay <laughs> let's do it all <laughs> and he's like hey listen that often happens like if if it is a hit yeah is, um like JK Rowling her movies came out but now they're they're doing a right. whole series you right. know the tv series is now coming out so mm-hmm. that they can get all those missing scenes in. Mm-hmm. and they can you know like hollywood you can make more money that way well but yeah get what they want they want to see all those scenes yes. that they love they don't want any of those characters to be missed Mm-mm. out on. and so you know we have i've been thinking about that the whole time i'm like the movies are just if they're a hit let's say that they're right hit. right hope and pray that they're hit i, right. I do because i love all these characters all my mm-hmm. readers love all these characters um so then, yeah, one day we go back and we rewrite that season and all those missing scenes that we love get included. included. We talked to some other like experts in Hollywood mm-hmm. um, and they were like, you know, you have created, um, what did they say? Oh, they said this, this is just the, the tip of an iceberg. They said the creator or the characters with their backstories that you have created the world that you created they're like we literally could take any one of them and go any direction we want like mm-hmm. they're like we can create an entire universe with what you have done yeah so like i had thought about that not that i'm a hollywood producer by any means but i was thinking <laughs> about that sounded so like narcissist i thought about that before they did <laughs> no 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 but like i was reading calculated and you even have some villains in it that you 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 hate to love like or, yeah. or wait, maybe they are, maybe they are, are they good? No, no, don't, no, they're a villain. And you, you get on this back and forth, you know, seesaw yeah. and you could do like an entire movie on some of those people. Yeah. And then, you know, after you've seen, oh gosh, I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's, I, I get it all the time. And then yeah. with the sequels, it's the yeah. same. 
I mean, people are like, oh, I want to see Red's story. I want to see mm -hmm. Noble's story. I want to see this person's story. So you're just like, there's literally so many different directions you can go. And yes, with the villains, although I would have somebody else write that. I'm like, I don't want to write their story. <laughs> but it's true. They all, when, when an author takes their time to mm -hmm. create a, a three-dimensional, four-dimensional, however they say, like a right. full fleshed out character that feels real right any villain or or you know good guy anyone anyone reading will want to know more about that yeah person yeah. because you created these stories that lead to more questions and questions are what makes us turn pages questions are make what makes us want to keep watching and right you know and this this relatability as well as the questions it's like wow I'm I've experienced that so yeah it's it's all about taking your time to do a good product, right? Right, so, exactly, exactly. So this is super cool, though, too, because we haven't even touched on this, but I mean, book one in and of itself, Calculated, is set in Shanghai and Seattle. So not only is this exciting adventures, et cetera, it's also international, which I love. Uh, yes, the whole series is international, which I personally love. Mm -hmm. um, Amy, you probably, you know this already. I've lived abroad for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I've had countless international adventures lots of <laughs> near uh near uh I, I don't want to say near death but definitely <laughs> different things that have happened around the world that have just I've had a, such an interesting life I've, I'm so grateful thankful for it every day I've had such an adventure around the mm -hmm. world I love cultures and languages I, I've studied eight languages I've been in the wildest of places at the ends of the earth um like I was, I was just speaking at a school and I was like, did you know, you can time travel today if you want, it's called right. travel remote places and reading about what they used to live like 200 years ago. You can actually go see that today and live like that today. Mm -hmm. And it feels like time travel. Yeah. But it's not, it's like, people are still living like that mm -hmm. in certain areas of the world mm -hmm. and you get to experience so many different worldviews. And so, yeah, book one is China and, um, you know, Seattle, Shanghai, mm -hmm. like you said, because uh, I lived in China for a long time. And then book two is Tunisia, Seattle. So the mm -hmm. base is Seattle because mm -hmm. I'm from Seattle. Right. In Tunisia, I lived I lived in the Middle East. I also worked with North Africans for a long time as well. And then um, the third one is Finland. And so Helsinki on the Arctic. Mm -hmm. um, it's so cool. I lived in Finland. My mom is um, my mom is Finnish and she has a dual citizenship to Finland. Okay. I lived there as a teen as well. Um, and then Europe in general. And then I scatter different things in like in book two and book three, because they work there. Eventually they work as a, a team with these other prodigies. Um, right. They work with this uh, place called Prodigy Stealth Solutions. And it's a secret, very undercover prodigy um, uh, company that helps solve really difficult world problems mm -hmm. covertly, basically. Right, right. Um, and so they do end up going to other places, but those are the main ones. And then book four, I'm not allowed to announce the location yet, but it is so fun because it feels like you're on this international adventure, which is like totally mission impossible again. Yeah. You know, mission impossible is all over the world too. Right. Right. Which is like one of my favorite, you know, I love mm -hmm. the whole franchise as well. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. I love the other languages. Some of the reviewers are so funny because they're like, you don't even have to buy plane tickets. All you have to do is read Nova's books and you feel like you're there. This is true. This is true. Yeah. It is so fun. So yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. 
I'm speechless only because I'm remembering how I devoured book one. And then I'm mad at myself because, you know, life gets busy and you don't read a lot of books. And then you read the books that you have to read for other people and things like that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, so I need to get the other books read, but yes, you do. I do. Cause I actually, okay. So here's something to tell the readers who I'm listening, who I'm listening to. See, you got me all verklempt right now. (laughs) No, to tell the readers. So like you came out with Calculated in 2021, right? Yeah. Yes. So I got Calculated. I got it right after it released and I read it. And here's the kicker. And this is what tells you it's a good book. And like you were saying, it's got a lot of depth because I will read a book. And like three weeks later, if you ask me what that book was about, I can tell you surface things or maybe a little bit here and there. But, you know, after a year, I could pretty much reread the book and I'd be fine. Um, I, I remember calculated, like, I remember the characters. I remember where she was. I remember what was going on and it's been what going on two years now since that one released or three years. And it's, so it sticks with you. It's like one of those stories that gets under your skin and just sticks with you. You just don't forget it. It's not forgettable. Yeah. Thank you. I have been really blessed by readers telling me how often they reread them. Yeah. And that is a huge compliment that someone wants to reread, not just read, but reread and reread. Like I've teens, adults, friends, like just random readers messaging me. They're like, I'm on the third time. I'm like one, Mm -hmm. one person messaged, they read it five times, all three books, five. And you know, it it does remind me of the books I love Mm -hmm. that I tend to go back to over and over and over again because they just did something to me. And so I'm like, oh, that is the biggest compliment. And yeah. the ones, this is also some compliments and this is just for, you know, those writers out there, keep going, mm-hmm. keep writing, you know, because like some of them say, say they'll read it online. And then they're like, you know, I, I read your book on Kindle Unlimited or I got an e-copy or whatever. And it was so good. I decided to buy it for my bookshelf. Right. That is another huge compliment because yes. like, this is the kind of book you keep on your shelf. And I yeah. was like, they're like, I, I, I just wish I could write those as the reviews out there, you know, like, right. they, yeah. those are special. Those are special. And yeah. I love that. I love being selected as somebody who's like felt my books are worthy enough to be on their shelf forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. These are the do not donate books. These are the yeah. sacred books that stay on the shelf. I had someone email me the other day that they ordered. So they had done the Kindle Unlimited with one of my books and they liked it so much where they they ordered the paperback and they ordered the audiobook, and I'm like, "What? Yeah. Like yeah. that's huge. Yeah, it is that huge. is huge. It's such a compliment, and yeah. that's why we write. We it want is. we want people to love these books, and right. we want what we're what story we're trying to tell to go deep into their heart. And right, right." and enjoyed yeah. and entertaining and all that stuff so right and what I will say for listeners who are listening in your books are not overtly faith-based or inspirational but they are definitely clean and really great books that you can let your teenagers read without having to look over their shoulder and go what is that what what are you reading you know and that's what I love about your books you know they're they're just they come with an element of I don't want to say faith elements, but things that are conducive and they run parallel with a good journey of a life well-lived, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I knew because I've lived abroad, there are so many different cultures out there. Mm -hmm. 
with so many different values and all of that stuff, I knew I wanted to write to a wide audience Mm -hmm. and I wanted something to be packed with, um, just awesome power, you know, themes that really struck deep. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I did, you know, I wrote the story from those depths and, and so, and it was recognized, which like I said, when you take your time and you, you really work on that vision and Mm -hmm. people do recognize it, like the producers are like, Mm -hmm. this, this is, has all the elements that we're looking for. Right. Well, it has those things that people that resonate with people. I mean, betrayal is obviously one of one of them that she goes through uh, at the outset, but then those relationships that aren't clear cut, cut and black and white, you know, betrayal in some movies or some books are just so obvious. And this uh-huh. one is, it's not that clear, you know, it's like, oh, this is messy. Mm-hmm. And it resonates with people because there is power behind the journey that they go through. And oh, I love yeah. that in these books. I tried so hard to make nothing cliche. Yeah. The journey was not cliche. It wasn't the, the cliche emotions that mm-hmm. you see in normal revenge stories. Not at all. Because right. it's, not that, it's not that clear in real life. Right. Sometimes I read stories where they're like, he did this. So I'm, I'm going to kill him. And you're like, this doesn't like the jump from you betrayed me to I'm going to kill you is like very far. <laughs> realistic and certainly not a value that we want to promote right. in our today. like right. i'm like especially writing for teens i'm like the answer right. kill that person like no what? no no it's like yeah jump from this to murder mm-hmm. actually a better way here let's think through this a little bit and that's why you know mentors and books are really good actually because yeah. maybe you have that deep anger and mm-hmm. the and the pain and all this stuff but there's actually a better way to do things. Yeah. And there's actually more redemption if you can do it in this right. new And what was really cool about, you know, in Hollywood, when we were, you know, kind of testing out which screenwriter would read this stuff, we had multiple screenwriters, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them really struck a chord because he was like, you know, this is not a superhero story, but he was like, he's like, what you've created is like on par with Marvel. He's like, you've created mm-hmm. a superhero, but there, but she's better than Marvel. And I'll tell you why mm-hmm. she doesn't need a gun. She doesn't need to blow up the whole city to save the day. She actually uses her mind and who she is. Yeah. And that's what makes her powerful. He's like, that's the hero. I want my 13 year old to read about yeah. and, and mimic right. it's her. She lives with compassion as well. And she's found the new way to solve the problem and yet still bring down the house. Right, right. And it's so savvy and intellectual. Right. And she uses her mind. He's like, we need more heroes like Joe Rivers. He's Mm -hmm. like, we don't need these like people who are going to blow up the entire city to save the day. (laughs) And, and, you know, he was a Marvel fan too, but he's like, can can we find a new hero? And he's like, you've done it. Right. And I really like that because- we do need a, a different example. There's so many like, oh, he killed my father. So I'm going to kill him. And I'm, you're like, right. oh, like right. that's murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It might sound like, you know, this really great high stakes thing or whatever, but in the end of the day, what, what's the message? And for me, yeah. I guess I'm, just, I'm really concerned on like what the message is going mm-hmm. on, especially in this world where we yeah. do see very horrible things going on right now. And, you know, right. kids 
and we see all these problems. I'm like, that's actually not the message our generation needs, right? Yeah, now. yeah, so exactly. Let's think through a new new plot line here, <laughs> right? And that's that's a whole other podcast. But really, when you think about the disconnect too, and the next generations coming up because of media and all these different things, that jump almost seems like the chasm is more narrow now from the jump from hatred to kill because you're it's people are so desensitized to yeah what that end result really in involves and the, you know, the yeah. pain that it's it creates yeah for sure and I was I was very sensitive to that while reading I was like how yeah. how do I want them to do this mm-hmm. I don't want them to just go and plow down you know like no like I said with all the things that are happening in our world and the, mm-hmm. and the horrible use of guns right how are we gonna, which weapons am I going to choose yeah you know? and when you readers pick up this whole series, you will see that it's very finely done. And I have all these male readers who read male, like espionage, Mm -hmm. Asian things, and they love the calculated series because the fight is real, but it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not done the way you think it's done. It's not done in those other ways. Right. So that's what makes it compelling in a new way. Right. Right. It's different. It's a different resolution. Well, yeah, but extremely high tense. They're still, yes. five, they're still, it's still going down. Right. Um, and I don't want to give any spoilers. No. Experience it. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we won't give any more spoilers. So readers, <laughs> <laughs> as you're listening to this and you're, you're hanging out here with me and Nova and we're talking about the series, you guys have like so much at your fingertips right now. You've got books to read. You've got a movie franchise to get ready for. <laughs> We've got, you know, maybe someday in the future, you know, a whole series premiere to go for. And I'm just going to throw it in. And, you know, you need to do like the Star Wars thing, too, where you have your own animated version, too. Because I could totally see this animated (laughs) as well. Like, you know, some of the side characters get their own. Okay, I'm taking it (laughs) That's like dreaming really big right there. But I like. Hey, why limit? Why limit? (laughs) You have a math prodigy, which right there should tell every reader what kind of an author you are because authors are typically known for hating numbers. So you're either really good at math or you really had to do your research on this I, one. <laughs> I really had to do my research. And at first I hated that and now I love it. Okay. I'm not a math person. Um, and you, yeah, at first I was like, I just, you know, I just, uh, I destroyed myself basically. Yeah. Why did I make her a math prodigy? Um, but like I said, the, you don't need math to read the story, but the concepts right. I have fallen in love in love with math because it just points to the most beautiful things in our universe. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's intricate. But you said Star Wars and you said animated. So that that um the graphic novel has been talked about and proposed numerous times. We've I've even seen sample chapters. And yes! it's, it's actually done by the former the former visual arts director for lucas films actually yes i told you i'm already there it's just a novel and and that projection is so sad because they're like oh graphic novels usually take five to seven years you're like again the reality hits you're like (laughs) this sounds amazing and they're like yeah five to seven years i'm like okay what like choking down like wait it's like what like that's a whole kid you know like you can be right and have a whole kid raised and out of yeah dang well you know the cool part is though at least you can live with these characters for many many years to come you know (laughs) you're not having to say goodbye to them right away 
Yes. Well, yeah, I do want to do other series, by the way. Yeah. Have, oh, okay. In my, in my drawer, I have a lot that are, I hope to come out after this yeah. last book are going to start coming out as well. So good. All right. Sounds good. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can check out Nova McBee at novamcbee.com, I believe, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, check out her books. They are all over the place and um, you're going to want to read them. And so will your young adults in your house. I was going to say teenagers, but I think even some of the younger kiddos who read a lot would really enjoy this. So. Oh yeah. No, like I have an audience from like 10 to 80. Yep. Yep. Boy, girl, man, woman, moms and daughters, families read them together. It's been a really fun experience. That's awesome. So has this podcast. Thank you so much (laughs) for inviting me on. You are a delight to talk to. Well, you are too. And this is the problem. You know, I told you it was gonna be 20 minutes and we're both extroverted. So I think we've gone about 40 now, which we were actually oh, cracking no. jokes about how do you go for 40 minutes on a podcast? I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll see how long it goes, but I'm okay with that because we had fun. Okay. I did too. So you have a good day and thanks so much for being on. You too. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.